shoot sketchy, eh? Slide up on him like rescue, eh? Bronx nigga, no pressure, eh? Chain gang, so rescue, eh? Father God, you bless me, eh? Father God, you bless me, eh? Got my way, no rescue, eh? Got my way, no rescue, eh? Fuck a friend, it's too messy, eh? Hardcore, no rescue. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Two Pigeons in a Pod. I'm one of your hosts, Alex. And I'm your other host, Corrado. Uh, it's been a little bit. A lot has happened, but that means we have a pretty lengthy, uh, detailed episode, as I should say. Um, first of all, let's just get it over with. Uh, the bad news Leafs once again are out, and this time it's not even in the first round because yep. we couldn't even win a qualifying round. So uh, it's, it's, it's like that meme where um, you can't get eliminated from the first round if you don't make it to the first round. So last time we talked, it was after game two which means there was the game three uh, up by three, then they blew a three-goal lead and lost four mm-hmm. to three in overtime due to Pierre-Luc Dubois' hat trick. And then the day after, facing elimination, the good old Leafs down 3-0 with three minutes and 55 seconds left decide to have the greatest comeback in NHL playoff history to force Not a well. for playoff game. Name, name one yeah. better than that. It involves the Leafs, that's for sure. I don't... Okay, they they went to win the Cup that year, right? No, they Boston? lost to they, Chicago they, okay, in the finals. Okay, they did lose to Chicago. This is the only... um. This is the... this is the. I say it's the best because of the short amount of time they did it in. That's right. Um, under four minutes. But yeah, so they came back, won 4-3, and then got absolutely outclassed in game five. I wouldn't um, even say that, though. They just... They just couldn't like, – well, like you, you get yeah. shut out. You got shut out twice in this series. Um, it, it, it looks like they had a couple decent chances, but, like, Columbus had, what, that first goal by Wierenski was, like, a lucky deflection off of Marner's stick. It was, like, a double deflection, yeah. The second goal was inexcusable on both Freddie's part, but more, more on the team making the line change Um. Four of the guys went for a line change. I'm pretty sure someone said Marner jumped over the puck, too. So you got Marty Marinchin back there. Uh, I think Liam Foody, who's 20 years old, just shot the puck from, like, the goal line. And back-to-back years, Freddie um, can't hug the post tight enough in an elimination game, and the puck just kind of slid through. And that gets on to, um, I would, we'll talk about that in a second, but just your opinions on this series as a whole. So... 2017 against Washington, Washington beat Toronto, yep. right? It was a good series. The Leafs played well. They lost in six against the President Trophy winning team. And it's they funny because well. that, that's like the that's probably the best effort <laughs> that Leafs yeah. team has shown. And it was the te- it was a team that probably shouldn't have even been there. I agree. Um, 2018, you play Boston, you play well, you lose Nas. At I the end know. of the day, you lost in seven. Uh, Boston beat you. 2019, Leafs were the better team. They lost yeah. Nas again. They were up they, in the series too. They beat themselves. Yeah. In 2019, they didn't. Boston didn't beat them. They beat themselves. Between the coaching decisions, between Nas losing it, between a whole goaltending, they just they they lost to themselves. 2020. Qualifier against Columbus. I don't think they came hard enough in 2020. I didn't see enough effort by the whole team. It's not just that, but you played against a team. It, 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 it's, ex- it's exactly what you would have expected from an eighth versus ninth seed. The Leafs yeah. played like an eighth seeded team, which and it's getting to the point where I don't think we're overrating guys like Matthews, Marner, Tavares. I don't think they're overrating. Absolutely not. I think, I, I think, I think they all we're perf- overrating the depth of the team. I think yeah. that's where it's coming I, from. See, here's my, here's my mistake when I was picking the, um, my, my finals matchup. Every year I take the Leafs for some reason. But when I was doing the West, for some reason I knew Edmonton wasn't deep enough because Edmonton also got eliminated. But I was focusing too much on their top lines, on their top two forwards, where... I didn't realize that like they're not as deep as a Colorado. They're not as deep as a Chicago. Exactly. And that's the pro like the thing is, let's look at Montreal. Montreal just absolutely pumped Philadelphia. I thought Montreal was the better team in both games. Hmm. Both games. Montreal got Carter Hart pulled in the second period. They yeah. they the thing that I've seen from Montreal, who is the 24th ranked team in the NHL, the last team to get in the playoffs, and they upset the, the, the fifth best team in the East, 
Montreal wanted it. And I think it was, I think game one, it didn't look like they wanted it as much as they do now. But I think Carey Price standing on his head and stealing that first one for them led them to wanting it in against Pittsburgh. And they just wanted it more than Philly. And I think, yeah, like a couple bad deflections, they lose 2-1 game one. They came out and they pumped Philly. They pumped them all over them. Philly didn't have a shot until 3.30 in the first period. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia seems like they're doing what the Leafs did with Columbus coming out of the gate and underestimated them. The thing is, if I was Pittsburgh and if I was Philadelphia, I know why you're underestimating Montreal. But if you're Toronto, they're only one seed lower than you. Exactly. They beat Tampa last year with a with they, they beat Tampa last year. Seth Jones or Wierenski is gonna shut you guys down. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you, the goaltending situation. You didn't know what. I mean, Corpus Allo made eighty five saves against Tampa. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's. We'll, we'll get in, we'll get into that. Episode, yeah. But yeah, just like the effort wasn't there. Like I thought Matthews played pretty good. I have to say one thing about Matthews. He is gonna turn into a two way center because he's Matthews- coming. Matthews is going to be a scary player. Think he of looks really a little good. bit. Think of a little bit of all of these. Not the not like to the max. He's going to have a little bit of Patrice's Patrice Bergeron's two way game. He's going to have a little bit of Ovechkin's like scoring power, and then he's going to have a little bit of Kane's playmaking ability. I That's think going to be th- the type of player Matthews is. I think I used to underrate Matthews just because I thought people were overrating him, but. I'm looking at his defensive like this. He was actually back checking. There's a big improvement over the last few years, where you see Matthews back checking, where you see him not shooting first. I mean, in that comeback, he made two assists, two mm-hmm. big assists in the game winner. I think Matthews. A lot of people are saying this, where they're looking at Lafreniere, McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews. They have it's McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, Lafreniere. That's where they're going to see it. They don't have Lafreniere exactly in the generational generational player status as McDavid and a lot of people don't see him being as good as Matthews and I think I'm gonna have to agree with that now that I'm that I'm looking at it but Matthews Matthews in my mind is gonna jump McKinnon I think his ceiling's higher I think his ceiling's higher I think his ceiling is higher just because he's younger but oh my god McKinnon's sick oh my god he he's the one guy in the NHL I don't think I'd ever want to fight like in in hand-to-hand combat like, because oh, you, the- you, you see, like, guys like Ryan Reeves and Matt Martin, right? They're good hockey fighters. Nathan yeah. McKinnon trains with, like, trains by doing MMA. It's ridiculous. That's his training routine is doing MMA. Um, the thing is, like, one thing I have to say is don't blame Sheldon Keefe. No. Sheldon Keefe had no time with this team. Barely. And Sheldon Keefe did something that Backpock would never have done. And he did line change. He he did a lineup change in game four, which helped them make that comeback. Mm-hmm. He put five forwards and, and Morgan Riley out there when they scored all three goals, six guys. Um, Keefe put Marner, Tavares, and Matthews on line one. I don't think Marner played amazing. He admitted to it on his live stream that he needed to do better. But I think that um, just the fact that he started game five with them and that line was generated. If, if they didn't run into a brick wall of Corpus Allo, that could have been like three goals from that line alone because they were all over Columbus. Going back to game four, um, another thing I noticed he did is when they got that first goal, he didn't put them right back out there because there was oh. still plenty of time left. He put the fourth line out there because they were buzzing and they buzzed again. They had him, he had him out there for 45 seconds gave the top line a break, and the top line goes back out there and scores another goal. Jason Spezza is a warrior. That comeback would not have happened, in my opinion, if Jason Spezza... So Jason Spezza took a penalty. I thought Spezza was a little bit non-existent in the first few games, and I, and I told Corrado this. I didn't think he was showing up. He took a bad penalty, and then he's like, you know what, I'm already going to the box. Let me beat the... Let me, let me pump um, Dean Kukan. And, you know, you got a veteran like that who was sick in his prime. You know, he's trying to win a cup. Dropping the gloves in a, in a game where you're down, what I think it was 2-0 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, J- Jason, uh, Sheldon Keefe said Jason Spezza didn't want to go home tonight. 
And I, I said, Jason Spezza deserves to come back. You deserve to bring him back. But is it, does he even want to come back? And he said, I want to come back. I saw the fire. So you know what? Jason Spezza has locked in. Um, that, that, that's a that's a real that that fourth line was absolutely buzzing um you know kyle clifford throwing the big hits i thought soup had that's a couple question, of though, good kyle rushes clifford come back uh, there's there's a lot of questions toronto Re- has to reports do reports are saying he wants two which i don't know if he's i don't like, two million he might be worth yeah he might be worth two somewhere else but especially I mean, especially with the cap situation now i don't yeah. i don't know so and it sucks because the leafs uh, I don't remember what I was listening to. Um, the Leafs are a fantastic regular season team, right? But when it comes to the playoffs, they need something that past Stanley Cup champions had, which is grit, and they have none of that. They did. You know, there's there's this one guy. There's this one girl who's playing for the Colorado Avalanche and has, I think, <laughs> ten or thirteen goals in his last ten or thirteen games. It's one of those two flip flop, whatever it is. Um, his name's Nazem Kadri. And despite all the suspensions he had, he that's the kind of guy. For the he's the He's the kind of guy that will do what Spezza did. He'll go level someone. He'll go. But the thing is, the the one thing I have to say that Keith did mess up on, and I don't blame him because he had no other choice. Nylander can't play center, and I'm a nope. big Nylander fan. Nylander on the wing this year and in the playoffs showed me why he's worth that contract, worth more than that contract. Nylander on the wing, Nylander at center, um, that he he can't pick up the he's not. I don't know if it's because he's been playing wing the whole year, but he just can't pick up the assignments. Yeah, that's where you need Kadri. Um, I don't want to like it's the same thing every year. The defense isn't good. I'm sorry, like yeah. it's an H, it's an AHL defense. It's. You need you, you like. There's the term retool. You need to rebuild the Leafs' defense. Not, um, the, not the not the forwards. The forwards need a retool. Guys like Kapanen yeah. and Janssen, th- those like a retool. There, defense needs to be built from the ground up. The, the Quite pr- honestly, I love Muzzin. The only guy that's safe on defense from trade is Riley. Muzzin's not going anywhere. You I'm, need to keep Muzzin. I, I'm not I saying think. he. I'm. I'm not saying he is. But if there's a call on Muzzin, I think you answer it. It depends what you're getting back. I don't know. Like if there's a call on Riley, if there's a good call on Riley, I'm taking it because Riley was decent in the series, but he wasn't. He wasn't the Riley that I've seen before, and I, I think Riley That's can admit the thing, that. Though, but see, trading a guy like Riley, you're gonna feel exactly well, the, how you felt with Nas. It's the same thing with Nas, and it's the same thing if you trade Nylander or Marner right now. You don't. Yeah. No, you don't. you don't. I think I think you go one more run with this top four. Um, I was looking at the cap. I think you get rid of Cap and I think you get rid of Janssen and you get rid of Kerfoot. All three um, of them. That's a full I would, line, though. So I don't the know thing if you is, do that. I would I would keep one of Cap and Janssen. I wasn't impressed with Kerfoot. He had a couple um kind of spurts, but I think Leafs. Leafs I don't Nation think I don't think I don't think you get a better. I don't think you get a center that good at that at that. Cap, <sighs> the thing is, that, he at that salary. He's four point five for like three years, and as a third line, that's not he, as good as that. He's he's expensive. He he's ex- three five. It's one of those two, but he's expensive, and I just think he's expendable. And you got to shake something up. Like he was decent, but to be honest, you gotta you gotta do you gotta start somewhere. And getting rid of a little bit of cap's gonna help. Um, I do have to blame Shanahan and a little bit of Kyle Dubis because. At the beginning of the year, it was oh we're gonna Kerfoot's come out. Making, Kerfoot's making three and a half. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, until twenty twenty three. I don't like that, especially in the hard cap you, next year. He like the thing I is, know. I like I like Kerfoot for a bit, but there was a couple times in the playoffs where his defensive um, liabilities kind of showed up, and they scored one to two goals in that in that game three comeback, and I just I just wasn't that impressed. Here's the thing with Kerfoot, though, right? Here are some um, like comparable contracts. There's Boone Jenner. There's Boone Oscar Jenner's Sol- a guy. Boone Jenner is a Boone Jenner is a powerhouse right there. But, the winger, said- but he's a winger. Look at this, I know. the centers: John Gabriel Pajot, Adam Lowry, David DeHarnay, Cody Egan, Casey Sezegis, Eric Halla, Lars Eller. Like out of the guys I, I think said, Lars I think Eller's Alex- the. Lars Eller is probably the best out of that group. 
over 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 Eas- easily uh, Kerfoot. Oh, oh yeah, Lars Eller was Lars Eller played a big big role on that uh, Capitals Stanley Cup run as a played a little bit of backup power play and did a lot of penalty killing. That's the kind of guy that showed a lot of grit in that Stanley Cup run. I like the you need to get rid of two of those three. Who it is, I don't know. The um, thing is, though, it's easier to keep the center because he's a center. But it de- it depends. The thing is, I don't trust this front office staff because they said we're just going to outscore teams. Yeah, you can outscore teams in the regular season. I think they said this on overdrive. But once it's playoff time, it's not like that. You need to have a yeah. built team. And I think whoever is calling the shots, um, Rasmus Sandin, when he played, he looked sick. For a part of the year, at the beginning, I think he had a little bit of a downfall towards the end. How did he not get in over, get in over Marincin? Yeah, I know it's. And you know it's like bad I said, like... when I think Cody Cece was the third best defenseman on the Leafs in that series, mm-hmm. maybe fourth. I think I think Dermot really surprised me. Dermot surprised good me. Dermot was Dermot was good. That's I what I was Dermot... telling you, man. Dermot's a guy you keep. You have to keep Dermot. Dermot's Dermot's good. You know, you keep Dermot. I think. I think Muzzin was good when he was there. He was only there for two games. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So CC's gone. Barry's CC's gone. gone. Barry's gone. Marincin is gonna be back next year, but I don't think he gets into the lineup. And then Do Justin Hall. Tim- what did Timothy Lilligren forget how to play hockey? Because there was a time where he was one of the top, the consensus top picks in his draft, and he had mono the whole year, slipped to like 17, and barely played. But he has to be better than Marincin, right? They they think Marincin's good. That's the Marincin, problem. They think. No offense, but Marincin's just he's a big body that can't do anything with it. I've never seen a guy that big not be able to clear the puck. You want to know the funniest part? <clears throat> yeah. As of right now, organization wise, Marincin is the longest serving Leaf. He's been with the organization since 2011-2012. Wait, how old is this guy? He's 28. Oh, that's He's a not joke. Young. I thought he was He's like 23 young. or 20. No. Okay, that's all right. I'm the thing with the Leafs are they're completely backwards because now in today's NHL, you speedy puck moving defenseman is the new move. Is the move? Yeah. Quinn Hughes. <laughs> I mean, Montreal's running Victor Mete on on their third line. Like he's kind of like a come. I think Sandine's better than Victor Mete. Um. Like, yeah, you already have size. You have Justin Hall. You had Muzzin. Riley's not small. Um, the Leafs have Miko Lettinen coming in next year. He's going to slot in on the right side, even though he's a left shot. He can play both sides. I think you go Riley, Lettinen, Muzzin, Hole, Sandine, Dermot, Sandine, Liljegren. You just rotate that why, bottom why, why is Lettinen not showing up on cap friendly? Is it because he's not like he's, he's signed? He's signed. He's there. It's it's a it's a it's a under it's a kind of like a Spezza deal. I guess it's, okay. it's like a million dollars. Um. Yeah, you um, know, just the, the Leafs. The Leafs have it backwards. You know, you you overcompensated for your forwards, and you just kind of left the defense out there to dry. Like, have a take. Yeah. Michael Hutchinson is the reason the Leafs didn't go far in the playoffs. <laughs> okay. No, hear me out. Those games that he... First of all, why was he the Leafs backup for so long? It didn't work. It didn't work since the first game he played. It didn't work since the last game he played. Yet, they kept him around for so long. If you pull the trigger on a guy like Jack Campbell earlier in the year, those games that he... He had one win as a Leafs backup. Yeah. How many games did he... I forgot how many games he played. Are you um, saying that the, the reason why the Leafs were the ninth, the eighth seed is because of Michael Hutchinson? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, well, I think... If you get... If I, you, I, no, no. If you, yeah. if you win one, two, or even three of those games, then you, then you place higher. And then you, you don't have New to York. go up against Columbus. You play New York or you play Florida. Yeah, which I honestly um, think is a better matchup than Columbus you know what? against Toronto. The, the, the thing is, losing this early... The, the last few years, I've been gutted when the Leafs lost. This year, I watched this team's performance, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just disgusted. They didn't this team to deserves to lose, and this team deserves to lose now. So someone gets traded. Someone gets fired. Multiple. Yeah. Because, okay, let's, let's go to soccer. Barcelona got absolutely pumped 8-2 to two yesterday by Bayern Munich. The Barca coach didn't even leave the hotel before he got fired. 
they can him right away because it was an embarrassment. Dubas needs to be gone, or Shanahan needs to be gone, or someone. Because I'm going to be frank, Dubas got absolutely finessed in the Marner contract. He didn't do good. I think Tavares is home. They were saying Tavares took a hometown discount. That's garbage. That wasn't a hometown discount. I mean, yeah, LA, uh, San Jose was offering him like 12. But like, the thing that was the such thing a. Tavares is, is he's not the guy to take the blame at all. Like, I don't blame him. Like, the thing is. He missed chances, but at least he got into those chances. At least he was generating some. Not only that, but you gotta like, you gotta remember, like, people are saying he's overrated, and I'm like, are you nuts, John Tavares? They didn't is, bring him. They didn't bring him to score 45 goals. That's Austin Matthews' job, and Austin yeah, Matthews scored here, the goals. He, yeah, exactly. John Tavares is is like I was thinking about it the other day, and I'm like, I subconsciously put I didn't put blame, but I subconsciously was like. John Tavares is not the favorite. Is not my favorite guy on the team, which he's not. But like, why? He he he's everything that the Leafs have needed for such a long time. I I think after the last two playoff series, Mitch Marner's running on the thinnest ice out of that whole team, out of the Big Four, because Nylander did his job. Like, yeah, he, he wasn't right, great. But they're not going to trade him. I like, don't think they get rid of him now. Like- I don't think they get rid of any of them now. I don't think any of the big four is gone. Brian Burke said trade Nylander. I don't think you're going to get a better defenseman replacement. Like, cause then you're going to, I made a tweet and a lot of people like this tweet. Um, you trade Nylander. He's going to do what Kadri did in Colorado. He's going to do it wherever you ship him off to, whether it's New York, whether it's Philadelphia, whether it's wherever you send Nylander, Nylander is going to go and put up 55 points, 60 points on their second line, first line, wherever it is. You're going to get a guy, a defenseman who's like, like Shane, you might get Shane Goss's bear who's supposedly yeah. like, like I'm just throwing out a guy who's on the market, kind of like a Tyson Berry scenario. Former Golden Wolf. Former Golden Wolf, Pembroke Pines, Florida. <laughs> you're, you're, he's not <clears throat> Nylander. And it's the same thing. It's, the, the Leafs don't know what they're doing and they need to figure it out now in this off season. They need to make organizational changes. Um, per Elliot Friedman, it looks like the Leafs, might most they're, they're, I don't know if they're shopping, but um, it looks like they're looking elsewhere for goalie. It's uh, the Leafs are unlikely to extend Frederick Anderson if he's still with the team next season. He'll re- he'll be released as a UFA after HT Elliott Friedman from the Puck Empire. Um, some NHL execs are calling him this off. I don't think he moved him this offseason, though. Yeah, so, some NHL executives around the league are already calling Radko Gudis a future Maple Leaf. Those are the two tidbits I have. Um, Per Puck Empire, according to Elliot Friedman. Um, Ilya Mikheyev burned a lot of money this playoffs. Meaning? He, um, like, had he played as well as he was before the injury, uh, I think he's looking at a contract going north of 1.5. Now, after this playoffs, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 1.5 might be pushing it. I think he gets a bridge, and I think he gets 1.2. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed. A couple guys that didn't play, um, I think they bring back Malgin as an RFA, probably like $1 million one year. Just Spets endure- has to come back. Spets coming back. I think they bring back Malgin. It's just, he's think, just cheap. I think, I think they signed Goat just to sign him. Yeah, like, I have no complaints over those. But there, there definitely needs to be a little bit of change. I think they go for Gorgiev. I really do. I think they go for Gorgiev. Um, other I don't than know, that, I, the thing with the young goalie, like I know he's played well. I take him. It's such a gamble with a young goalie, unless your name is like Carter Hart. But like, even Carter Hart, you know, you see him get pulled in the playoffs. Like it, it's 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 a every game of goalie in the world gets exactly. pulled in the playoffs. So. Exactly. The thing is, I think you, Gorgiev played well. I think he played during the KHL too. I think you you just take him like it, I don't even think it's a gamble. What are we gambling here? It's not like we're a team that's been to the f- second round in sixteen years. I don't think there's a gamble really. You're right, but what what has to go for Georgiev? You start with New- Anderson, but what else? Well, no, I don't think I don't think. Well, I'm just saying what New York would take. I would think New York's just trying to get him off the books. They're gonna trade him outside of the division, um, so it would be either to the West or the Atlantic. I think you gave him like uh, maybe like a second or a third round pick and then like a prospect, whether that's Brocco or someone. Yeah, maybe. 
9, 10, 304 in 32 games this year. The point is, it looks like I don't think you got to start making changes. I think Freddie's gone. I think, I think the defense is going to get a retool. Um, you're going to have some cap space. Um, if if they don't trade any of the big four and they, this the same thing happens again, I'm going to say Marner's out because of that contract. If him and Neil had similar contracts, then I'd be like, okay, it's, it's a pick or choose. But per contract compared to the way they played, Nylander's safer right now. And I think a lot of Here's people... Here's the thing, though. Point to a team that can take $11 million in a winger right now. That's exactly... No one's going to take that. Because... I don't think... I, I don't think you trade that because he's still 23. He, I don't think you trade any of the big four. High. Yeah, I know. You're saying if they have to. If they have to, they would probably want to get rid of Marner just because he's. If you keep him, if you keep Nylander over him, you're saving four million on the cap for similar point production. I, I think you have to have. I, even if they lose in the first round again next year, I don't think they move one of the big four. I really don't. Well, it comes down to who's running because then. I think Shanahan's job is definitely on the line, and I think Dubis's job is going to be on the line too. Because the thing is, when you're when you're playing in See, Dale Talon just got fired from the Panthers, and I looked at his track record, and it was absolutely terrible. He has one draft pick that's playing that he drafted after Ekblad, and that's Riley Stillman, who is their bottom-pairing defenseman. He traded Lawson Kraus. He traded Marsh. He traded Riley Smith. He exposed Marsh so in the fantasy draft. He fired Gerard Gallant. If that happened in Toronto, he would be out in two years, not nine. You think the when Leafs go for Bruce Brujo as a – as a um, coach, maybe not head coach, because I saw something where they were looking at Brujo as a replacement to McFarland. Mc, yeah, McFarland's gone. That's yeah, all but confirmed. And then yeah. Brujo comes in as a as an associate. It, it, I I would hope because he would bring the thing we see with Philly is they have four former head coaches or head coaches on their bench. Yeah, <laughs> um, right? didn't work out for them yesterday, but you know. Um, I, I think we should wrap up. I think we should. I'm, I'm a well. The, the Flyers are the ones with the, the coaches, but um, let's just wrap the Leafs up. Um, once again, another year of disappointment. Once again, another year of saying what if. But this year, I'm satisfied that we lost, not because we played yet. I'm satisfied because now we're gonna have to get changes because this experiment <laughs> is over, or else someone's job's we, on the line. We 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 were we were a few inches away from getting laughed too. Double um, so the lottery ball. I said New York was gonna win it. That was the one team I didn't want to win it. The least ball the least ball it's went funny. in and out twice. It's it's almost like the um it if you the, if you look at the clip, it looks like it bounces four times on the rim. And I mean last time something bounced four times on the rim in Toronto was a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, this looked more like Tavares hitting the post and then Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, um, man, at least some teams in Toronto is doing well. Raptors are killing it. In Raptors, the are, Raptors, right are, now. Raptors are going to win the, ch- the championship. I'm telling you that right For now. Sure. So let's move on to teams that are playing. We have breaking news. Tuka Rask has opted out in the middle of the series, and he's heading back home to Boston. Yeah, uh, I saw that, and I was – shocked and the first thing i thought is i really hope people don't uh you know get on him for this like there's a lot of people that have already been bashing him i know but we we all we always put like mental health is like a huge a huge thing to look after because tuka Tuka has a couple he has a couple young kids including a newborn exactly and like people i heard people saying well he's rich he can hire people like no you know some things are some things are more important in life than just sitting in a hotel room playing hockey when you have newborn. Like, I'm if I, if I had a wife and I had a newborn kid at home, I would want to be home helping the wife than playing hockey in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Like, people, Alter- like yeah, yeah. Just because you're rich and whatnot doesn't mean like you're uh, you're exempt to feelings. Like I mean, <laughs> Lars 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 Eller said his wife is doing. October he said if we're here and it's October I'm leaving I'm going to see the birth of my child I'm like I'm not like 
I, I, I don't know if Carey Price has had his baby yet or if it's on the way, but if the Cavs are making a run and he leaves, like, yeah, it's going to suck, but, you know, life is life sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame Tuca. Um, a lot of Boston fans are saying he's never done anything for us. Be quiet, please. Stop. Imagine stop. if like, imagine if I went to three Stanley Cup finals on my team. Like, like you're too – It's funny. It's funny that you say that because, like, all, all all they've hoped for is like get this guy out of here. Like we don't we don't need him. And then it's like now that he leaves, it's like oh what a what a what a what a bitch, right? It's it's so stupid. It's it's kind of like oh we don't need Kadri. Kadri's just a nuisance. Kadri leaves. Kadri's gonna win a cup of Colorado. <laughs> Jesus. Um. What do you want Claude... to start with? You want to start with the? Yeah. Well, I guess. I guess. Uh, well, I think we can for... start with the Cla- West. Cla- Claude Julien is back home in Montreal. I oh, believe yeah. he had a – they didn't say it, but he had a stent put in his heart, which means yeah. he probably had a heart attack following yeah. game one. He's recovering back at home per GM Mark Bergevay. Kirk Mueller has taken over the bench for the remainder of the series. And I'm going to say if the Habs make it out of the first round, I don't think Julian's going to be back because a heart attack – you can't yell, you can't move, you can't scream. It's it's not yeah. gonna happen. Um. So, uh, prayers for the recovery for Claude Julian. Let's start off with the Western Conference. Yeah, uh, Vegas leading Chicago two nothing. Um, kind of expected. What was unexpected is how close Chicago played in Game One, but then um, G- Game Two went to overtime. They made a comeback. They were down. I think they were down three zero. Did I do it backwards? I think I, I think it might have been Game One then that uh, that Game Two was Vegas the overtime. Win one? Didn't Vegas win one like significantly? G- game one was a lot more of a margin than Game Two. Um, I thought I to be honest, I thought it would be closer. I thought Chicago might pull it out just because of what they did at Edmonton, but then I realized how deep Vegas is. Mm-hmm. Which is once again my problem when you look at just it's. It's you look at the top six and you're like, oh, you get McDavid, Drysaddle, blah blah blah, or oh, Kane, Tate, Kubalik, blah blah blah. But then you like Vegas has everyone. Like Alex Tuck is yeah. sick, Marshall, Riley Smith, their defense, Mark Andre Fleury, their backup. Like, come on, yeah. this team is stacked. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think Vegas is gonna walk away with this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Chicago could make a comeback, but I don't. I don't. I think it goes to six. Maybe Colorado. Colorado, and Arizona. Colorado, Arizona, two to one. Arizona won today. Um, the series actually been pretty close. I think game two is three to two. I still think Colorado is going to take it, but you know what? Arizona, that's another team that's pretty deep. Yeah, for sure. They have they have they have good line management. They have good players on every line, whether that's scores or kind of like grindier players like Lawson and Krause. Like it's a nice team, but I think Colorado is just way too stacked. I think Colorado takes it in six. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, we got Dallas Calgary. Uh, surprisingly, Dallas leading two to one. Dallas won now, yesterday. I mean, sorry, sorry, Calgary leading two to one. Okay, I had Calgary winning this series. So you see, <clears throat> I think I did. I uh, I, I need I need at least one of my picks to make it past the first round. <laughs> <laughs> One of them um, didn't even make it. So like, well, when you when you said Dallas Toronto, I I thought you were joking because, <laughs> jeez, that's 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 a little rude. Dallas was the third seed in the division. What do you or in in the conference? Come on now. I mean to be fair, I took um I kind of listened to the hype and I instead of putting Colorado, which I would have, I took uh, I take Edmonton Toronto. Um, I'm never taking hey, Toronto hey, or Edmonton ever again. You know what? You you you're chirping my picks. At least one of my picks are in the first round. Well, well, your pick had a guarantee. I could have just said Boston. Nope. Uh, nope. I could have, but <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's a tight series. You know, game two, Calgary was down. They came back. Dallas scored with like twenty seconds left. That that series might go to seven, and I think it's like, it's probably the least watched series in my opinion. Right now, yeah. yeah, but like, so be it. Um, the the series that's shocked me the most Vancouver, is St. Vancouver St. Louis, the powerhouse St. Louis Blues. So as much as I like Vancouver, I'm like, there's no oh, way that wait. they're gonna beat St. We, Louis. We uh, 
we're talking about Vegas Chicago earlier. As of right now, uh, about five minutes have to go in the second. Vegas is up one nothing. Uh, a very good chance they can sweep. Maybe, yeah. All right, back to yeah. Uh, St. Louis is probably still hungover from all that partying last year. I mean, Vancouver is another team that's just like very low key built. I think their goalie. I th- I've always rated Markstrom even when he was a Panther, but they traded him for Luongo. Um, you know, I think Bullhorn that Panther. Yeah, the Luongo trade. <clears throat> he was that like nineteen or twenty. I, I said uh, Mark Scheifele and Bull, Hor- Bull Horvat are my two most underrated players in the NHL. Mm. Uh, Bull Horvat scored the game winner in overtime in game two. Uh, St. Saint- Saint Louis scored with, like, what, three seconds left to tie it? And then, hey, I was like, oh, no, Vancouver's going to uh, fold this. And then Captain Bull Horvat with the little five-hole on Jordan Bennington and uh, 2-0 up getting the technically home ice and the last man, last change. Is – um. Is Bennington um, a little, a little sophomore slump, or is is this the goalie he really is, or was he just hot? See, last year? every everyone was saying Bennington's the next one. Bennington's the next one, and I'm not saying he's not going to be the next one. But it's I said slow not, your. It's, he's I not said be the next one. I said slow your roll because Carey Price is still alive. Not only that, Carey, but Carter Hart is miles better K- than Bennington. Carey Carey Price was here in old Carter Hart. Carter Hart, Jordan Bennington, uh, Corpus Allo. Let me just get my seventh career playoff shutout. Let me go try and win a cup. But, no, it could be a sophomore slump. Let's hope it is because we always like good Canadian goalies. But, um, yeah, you don't, you don't know. Uh, so, <laughs> we should start a petition that you're not going to sign because you are not a Habs fan. I mean, sorry, you are a Habs fan. Um, when they win the cup this year, yeah, they should just write Carey Price's name twenty four times on the cup. See, as funny <laughs> as that is, the thing let's let's move on to the Montreal series now. Yeah, that's next. Um, this team decided to play now. A little bit. Um, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi. People were calling him a bus. Oh my god, this kid is sick. Four playoff goals already. Big body. He has defensive awareness as a center. And he's only just turned twenty. Like the yeah. goals, he's like he either gets himself in the right position or he's walking people and ripping Vegas them top shelf. Two zero. Montreal fans, yeah, you're not getting Lafreniere. Like okay, but you guys need to be kind of happy because you finally have guys that look like you have a one and two punch down the center for years to come. Because Ryan Suzuki, Ryan Suzuki, it's Nick Suzuki, right? Yes. <laughs> Nick Suzuki, Ryan's his brother. Nick Suzuki is an absolute stud. Kotkaniemi is an absolute stud. You have Cole Caulfield coming up, and then you got you got that Russian defenseman by the name of Alexander Romanov. You guys are looking pretty good. Yeah, um, Carey Price made some unbelievable saves once again, but this time his team came and his team scored. Thomas Tatar two goals. Brendan Gallagher again to the net. Jonathan Drouin came to play. Um. This team's looking good, and I think this team can not only beat Philly, I think this team can make a run because if they keep the pressure like that, I said in game one, they kept pressuring, and I think Carter Hart saved them, uh, Philly, because Montreal was pressuring Philly so much that Philly couldn't get the puck out of their zone. Um, Montreal keeps the pressure like that. Philly's not going to know what to do. Claude Giroux and Jakob Vorch, they were non-existent in game yeah. two. I didn't even see them that much in game one, to be completely honest with you. Montreal can get under your skin. That's what you like. They bumped up Max Domi in the in the rotation. Now he's playing with Cock and Yemi. Um, this this team is not bad. They're yeah. really not. So I think Montreal takes this. I said it before the series. Montreal takes it. Um, yeah, Montreal's gonna take in seven. No, oh, you think so? Oh yeah, I think Montreal That's, takes. Hmm. I think I think Montreal takes it in seven. That's Carey a hot Pr- take. Carey Price looks unreal. I had him. I had him taking seven before game one, before game two. I mean, five old pump. Alain Vignon was complaining that Montreal had their top power play unit out there at four minutes left. Alain, Montreal's top power play unit's not even the Leafs' third power play unit. Yeah, Calm down. I know. Relax. Montreal was zero of twelve, I think, in in the round against in against Pittsburgh. You guys got pumped by the twenty-four ranked team in the NHL. That's a joke. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What do you think on that series? <laughs> 
Um, I think Philly takes it. I as these playoff, <clears throat> excuse me, as the like from the from the round robin tournament and what I've seen from them in these two games. Well, I guess game one they played Montreal. They are an extremely deep team, and they have exactly what I was saying earlier in the episode. They have grit, which is what you need in the playoffs. I do have to agree that I think that Philly has grit. The thing that I haven't seen with that Philly team is because I thought they were going to lose game one because they were getting lucky. Like the first goal was a deflection screen. Second goal, Montreal's defense just slept. I just don't think they have enough drive. I don't think they wanted to win it enough. See, that can change. Though. That can change in a day. What can't change in the day is the guys you have in the locker room. Yeah. I th- the thing with, like, the teams that we have remaining, it's like these guys got through their series originally, and now they're here. Like, everyone has a chance of winning the Cup. Mm, I think, I think Montreal is really that sleeper team, and I think they're going to bring in for Carey Price, and I think they're going to bring in for Claude Julien. Um, I think whoever wins Game 3 is probably going to have the upper edge, to be honest. Mm. Montreal goes up 2-1, then it's, it's going to be kind of like the Pittsburgh scenario. Where you're up two wow. one, like, ooh, what would happen now if we slip by and get this one early? Yeah. Before we go on to the next series, I have a question for you. Yeah. What do you use as your go to sports app on your phone? Um, I normally use NHL for just the hockey, but I've been using Sportsnet pretty pretty um pretty often. Yeah, I use it and I don't like it. <laughs> There's too many bugs. Like <laughs> it's it's yeah. Um TSN was always a classic one for me to use. I normally just get the respected apps of each league, to be honest. See, I do that, but then I have too many apps. That's true. Like, Sportsnet's good for, no- like, notifications and stuff, but, like... Oh, I turn off notifications. Oh, do you? Yeah. I-, I See, I used to do the score, but then they did. They have they started to do ads, and it sucks. Um, I applied for the score. They didn't, they didn't give me a job. <laughs> Sadly. They said they'll keep me on file. I know they're lying. Thank you, score. Yeah, anyways, um Yeah. So you wanna get on with this this Boston series? Yeah, no uh no no. Next is Tampa Columbus. Tampa Columbus. What's the score of that game? Three two Tampa's up with eight forty to go in the third. I think this one goes to six or seven. I think it goes to seven. You think Tampa takes it? I said whoever won that first game is gonna win the series. And then the first game went to eight overtime. Uh, was well, it? I was, no, 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 no. Five. Five? Five overtime. Well, I was, I was saying that I was saying that in the fourth overtime. I'm like, fifth overtime, Seth Jones played 60 minutes. I'm like, all right, whoever wins this game is going to win the series. Because you yeah, lose that first game, it's going to deplete you. That was a ridiculous game. Like, My God, Corpus Solo. 85 saves on 88 shots. And, and let's that not forget, Vasilevsky had a, had just a little sixty-one or something saves himself. Yeah, that's. He made some big saves in the overtime ridiculous. too. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think um, depending on how this game goes, Columbus is a team that like you'll be up three nothing in the series, mm-hmm. and you'll still walk in the next day not knowing if you're going to win the series, just because they're a team they don't that they don't give around. up. They're a team that sticks around. I think this Tampa team just, like, they, they realize how much of an embarrassment it was last year. And they're looking down the locker room, and they're like, okay, our captain's still injured. Um, Victor Hedman was hurt. Came back in game one and played, well, like, 40 minutes or, or 45 minutes for us. Like, yeah. I, think, I think Tampa takes it. Mm. I don't know. I hope Columbus. I, I I want Columbus to go deep. I do. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Why? If Columbus goes deep, they just have even more trash talk to Leafs about, and I don't want that. <laughs> it's the same thing with the the Islanders are off. Oh, my God. Yes. <sighs> God. Ugh. Anyways, yeah. Um, I hope Stamkos. I really hope Stamkos can come back. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> That guy deserves yeah, a cup. He does. Um, up next, we got the Islanders leading the the Capitals 2-0. What are you guys doing? Well, they're going to have to score two goals just to keep you guys in it. Come on. Come got some on. Other te- like, 
Montreal gave you Kovalchuk. He hasn't done anything. Come on. Yeah. Uh, that game is not on right now. What? Yeah. Okay. They played them all. It's over. If Islanders go up 3-0 on you, you're not coming back. Yeah. You're not. You're not. They're like Columbus. Oh, my. The most boring series of all time will be Columbus versus the Islanders. <laughs> I will not watch a single minute of that. Jeez. I can promise you that. You say that until it goes to 10 overtimes. Oh, even more so. Zero, I don't want to watch that. Zero, zero, 10 overtimes. <laughs> 250 shots in a game. My God. Yeah, the Islanders are probably going to take this. They really are. Um, a little, a little bit like back to the St. Louis thing. I think if St. Louis loses, I think Petrangelo is gone. I really do. Yeah. Toronto, maybe no. Um, it, <laughs> Florida, maybe. Thinking. I don't know. I don't know though. He's your captain. He's been your captain for a while. So. Like two or three years. Yeah. I don't know. There's been rumors that he wants to go. I mean, he's an Ontario guy, but I'm not even going to bring it up because not everyone's going to be he's a Leaf. signed for two. Imagine a right-shot defenseman named Alex Petra. I think he's a right-shot defenseman. Come yeah. to the Leafs. And then you think all your problems are solved just to get knocked off in seven? To the Islanders. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Bruins leading the Hurricanes 2-1. to one. Go home. Just stop. Like, please. No one wants you here. Oh, I, Carolina, dude, like... The, I like Carolina. The most hated... The most... That's what I'm, I'm talking about, Boston. Yeah, I know. The The most hated team might actually knock out the most loved team in the league right now. Carolina is so much fun to watch. Sveshnikov, Sveshnikov might be out for a long time. Did you see that injury you picked up today? It looked like a little bit of him and Char got into a battle... And some were saying it was a kind of a slew foot on Chara. It was kind of like the Kachuk situation where you can't really tell. But yeah. um, Chara, uh, Sveshnikov did hit, did hit McAvoy, did hit McAvoy from kind of from behind after McAvoy hit him in the face, and then Chara kind of got and started roughing him up. So I wouldn't be surprised if Chara maybe wanted to like push him down a little harder. I don't think he was trying to injure him. But yeah, Sveshnikov <laughs> might be out, yeah. and that's big. And yeah, Boston's starting goalie's gone, but like you guys got Halak in net, so it's not like you guys have a random backup. You have a guy who's won playoff series before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, I hope Carolina comes back. Can I see them coming back? They're another one of those teams that like they're 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 not gonna die. They don't say quit. They're coached by Rob Brindamore. I mean, Rob the Bod. Yeah, they're a good team. They're a fun team. They're a deep, deep mm-hmm. team. Jordan Stahl have a cup? He must have one with Pittsburgh. Okay. There's no way he doesn't have that 2009 one, does he? Because I was going to say, um, what out of the three, which one is going to be the next one to get one? Mark, Jordan, or Eric? It's definitely not Mark. And it's, I don't think it's Eric. I, it's going to be Jordan. Yeah, it must. Unless one of them goes to a different team. Man, Minnesota needed to laugh so bad. Yeah, well, not only did they not get laughed, they hit Toronto's ping pong ball, so we couldn't get laughed. <laughs> they were like, "You're going down with us." Um, man, the lottery was definitely rigged because New York's ball fell. I didn't, I didn't want to get my hopes up, but I did. And when they didn't get them, I was kind of rattled. Like, just imagine a line of laugh Matthews and Marner, or laugh Matthews and Neeland. Jeez. Well, it's not going to happen, so. Yeah, I know. See, Nick Robertson's sick, though. He is. He's going to be sick. I was hoping it was either Toronto, Pittsburgh, or Edmonton. I wanted it to be Florida or Minnesota. I think Minnesota really needed that pick. Like, really. Minnesota bad. is in the literal worst position in the league. They're too they, good. They to were. win a lottery. Okay. They're too they, bad to, to like, tank. The thing is, next year they're going to have the best team they've ever had. Because Fiala is an absolute stud now. And you got, a, you got a guy by the name of Kirill Kaprasov who just landed in Minnesota. And he's been the best player in Russia for the last four years. And he's only 23. And how old is Fiala? 23. You guys are set. Get a couple more pieces out of the draft. You're picking, I think you're picking 11th. 
in this really deep draft. So you're probably going to get one of Anton Lundell or you can get Dawson Mercer or someone. You guys are going to have a decent prospect pool. I think Dumba's yeah. good. I think Greenway's good. Is he even on that team? I think so. The um, Tempe Lightning are leading 31-18 to 18 in shots. I thought you were going to say they're leading 31-18 to 18 in the game. I'm like, how is that even possible? <laughs> no. Is that all for the series? Um, okay, so those are the series. <sighs> who do you think has been most impressive for you in this playoff? I'd say either – okay, I'm going to say the team I thought was the best so far. I'm going to say Vegas. Uh, I don't think they've lost a game. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they've lost a game since coming back. I think they lost at Dallas. Okay. In oh. overtime. Oh, did they now? Did they or did they not? I don't know. Um, <laughs> did, did they? Did they? Uh, Colorado would probably be my second pick. Team that's impressed me the most, I'm going to say probably Vancouver. Mm. I expected Vancouver to win their first round, but I did not expect them to come out guns blazing against yeah, the St. Louis team. That's- yeah, I, I would say Montreal is probably my first, just because of how oh, bad well, they were. And then, I and then Vancouver. Kind of, I forgot my the <laughs> the mo- the team that's been the most disappointing. St. Louis hasn't won a it? game. Wait, that are still in it? Just in general, St. Louis hasn't won a game. Well, Toronto, Edmonton. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. dude, St. Louis hasn't won a game yet. Yeah, no, I know. Like what? Zero and six. The Blues. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's something's in the water over there. Like, <sighs> there's not enough people. Someone, needs, someone needs to get Bennington mad. Someone like I don't know, spitting his coffee know. or something. What him not getting lit up for like five straight games and get him mad enough? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe B, uh, Bieber needs to score on him a few times. <laughs> the Biebs. This has really been the series of this has really been the playoffs of goaltenders. I think better than any other year I've ever seen. Yeah. Columbus rotates two different goalies. Carolina rotates two different goalies. Boston forced to rotate two different goalies. Carolina, wait, did Reimer play a game? Reimer won a game. Did he really? When? Game two. Give him the Against heart. Against Boston. Give Reimer the heart. <laughs> Crazy how crazy all these Toronto rejects are just doing amazing. Let's go through the teams. Vegas, I don't think has one. Chicago, I don't think has one. Colorado, well, that doesn't even have to be said. I don't, I don't, Arizona, I don't think Castle, Dallas, Roman Polak, even though he didn't show up. <laughs> Calgary, is Lee Stepniak? Probably not. <laughs> St. Louis, they have Bozak and Gunnarsson. Gunnarsson still plays hockey. That's insane. Wait, did Edmonton play on the Leafs? Who? Edmonton? Joel- I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Vancouver, Josh Levo, who is sick. Didn't we, have Tana- didn't we have Tanev at one point? No, there were talks for him to come here, though. But he oh, played. that's right. Uh, Philly has a, has a future Leaf, Carter Hart. Uh, they, have J- they have JVR. JVR, yeah. Montreal? No. Tampa? No. I feel like they do, but I guess not. Columbus? No, that'd be evil. They had one guy who played in the AHL, and then I think he played like 12 games for the Leafs. I don't know who he was. Washington? No. Um, Islanders? No. Komarov? Martin? There's um, one that there's one Boston? that's coming to mind. Who, for the Islanders? No, uh, just in general. Before I ask you this... Um, and then... Carolina, it's Reimer, Gardner. Gardner, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Game 7 himself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just realized that Boston. Dude, Boston and Carolina are going to go to Game 7, and Gardner's going to do something stupid. Gardner, Gardner didn't dress in Game 2. Did he dress tonight? What? Did he not dress? He got what? scratched. He got scratched. Did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Is he not, has he not been playing well? <laughs> Apparently not. Hold on. Carolina. I just think it's a tail. The last game they played. Yeah, today. Did he play? No. Well, no. This is updated. This isn't updated. It's for today. Hold on. Let me go to today's game. 
Jake Gardner did not play today. That's crazy to me. So yeah, um, yeah, two games. Jake Gardner got scratched in a row. Well, I don't know who did play though. Yeah, James Reimer. Uh, Jakob uh, Slavin, sickest defenseman in the league. Wow, the Blue Jays lost today, one nothing. That's Ooh. jokes. Um, did you see Tuka Ras say that it just he doesn't like playing without the, like right before he left, he's like, I can't play without these fans and stuff like that. Yeah, that was interesting to me. That I mean, oh, Mike Middlebury kind of kind of came out and ripped him a little bit from that. I can see where he's coming from though, because like. Me and you have played in front of an empty NHL arena, and it just—it's so oh eerie. It's we were, so eerie in there. I was—I was making a joke on the bench. I was like, "Oh, all, all the Panthers fans showed up today because we were playing at the BB&T Center, and there was like yeah. seven people in the crowd." I'm like, "Yo, this is crazy because the arena's so big." Yeah. And when there's no oh, noise, it's hollow. Like echoes. It echoes like crazy. It echoes. It feels really cold in there. It's windy. Like I, don't, I can't. Ex- I won't say windy, but you know what I mean. It's just. Yeah, it's. It feels like there's a layer, of just like, it like, it, it almost feels like you're in a vacuum of space, just because it's so big. There's so much space around you, but it's not filled with anything. It's different when you're like playing in just like a normal rink where there's like, yeah, it's there's no one, you know, a few bleachers, no one's watching you, but like it's made like that size because there's not supposed to be people. Now, yeah, the NHL added like what seat coverings, but I, I feel like that's more for the for the crowd at home. Yeah. So, so you can't see this. See, this is the thing I've been saying with Florida for years. Florida doesn't actually have empty stadium. It's just the part where the camera is showing is club red. And no one's paying $300 to watch the Panthers play. Yeah, exactly. If they move club red to the backside of the stadium, because the backside by the boxes are actually packed. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, it's it's really weird. It's just... Like if you if you rip a shot, like you hear that thing echo, you hear it bounce, yeah. like. Especially everything. with you, because you miss the net all the time. Yeah, you know, I had, <laughs> I had to bank it off the end board so it comes to the front of the net so the pigeons can tap it in. Or to shoot the shot for a deflection, like a good defenseman. But knowing you, I'm probably gonna get hit in the face. Oh please! I have the best control on those clappers. Rip it at the stick, goes bar down. <laughs> Remember that one game when I was when you were on the white team, I was on the black team, and I like I just ripped it a bar down on like that thirteen year old. Oh my god, I do remember that. I was like, yo, what? <laughs> what just happened? I nipped it. I, I nipped. wish they put us together for that rec season, bro. We Dude, I had like twenty goals in like ten games because we were just playing against a bunch of pigeons. Like it was so yeah, much it's, fun. It's rec season was always the best. Yeah. I have a game tomorrow. <laughs> In like beer a league? hockey game. I'm playing a beer league game tomorrow. Jeez. I'm not signed. I'm playing for like three different teams. How long are you even going to be there for? Huh? How long are you even there for? No, no, no. Like I'm pl- So like I play tomorrow and then next week I'm playing Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, and Monday. See, so it's, it's, it's pretty sick. I'm going to join a team here. You just got to wait for me to get back. I want to play. I just don't want to play with like 50-year-olds. So I was looking at it. And like, a league in Canada is like former junior players. So like, I'm not no no. We're definitely that. playing B or C. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, there's always gonna be older guys. But like, from what the thing is, it's so weird. So C here, in my opinion, would be better than C in Canada. And I'll tell you why. Because C, because in Canada, there's more hockey players. More yeah. hockey players means more bad hockey players. <clears throat> more people getting just getting into it late. That's why and I feel like C would be not as good. See, you remember we played that guy at the pond who was pretty sick? Yeah. I feel like he would be a good B, A player. A, yeah. B player. And we, we were, he was bigger and older than us, and we were keeping up with him. That's true. I feel like we could will A. Not I have fun. Know, not have fun. <laughs> We could play. Like a here is good. A here in, in Florida is good. So like I don't I don't know about A. <laughs> um, you remember? I think it was either Jason Palmonville or Derek Roy, or from the Sabers. <laughs> they have this like league in Buffalo. He was playing with like randos. He had like eighty five goals in a beer league. 
Bro, you know, do you, do you know who Papas is? No. Nah. So he's this like beer league guy here. He's he's not very good. The beer league beauty. He's not great. He's um, but like he has three different teams. He has a team in A, B, and C. Yeah. And his team in A is always sick because he like legitimately recruits guys. I swear to God, I don't know how. For three games, you're not gonna believe who played for his A team. Anton St- Anton Strawman. I'm not even lying. I'm not even lying. That's <laughs> like, what I'm like, saying, bro. Like NHL Anton Strong yes. the Panthers N- at NHL Pines? Anton, yes. Played games. Like 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 on roster and everything. Why? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. Uh alright boys. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Two Pigeons and a Pod. I'm your I'm your host Corrado.